do 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 Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. This comes to us from Jordan Maywood. Next up, we have Jordan. He's going to tell a joke. We got an answer for Jordan Maywood. Yes, Wood May. Hello, this is Penn Gillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. Eh, I'll ring an endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. Yeah, we don't normally start with a song, so uh, you're welcome, I guess. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the lackadaisical LibroCubicalist. I will say at the top of this show that there may be spoilers, so I, well, sure I, so I warn of that possibility. Uh, I think the only other thing I want to say is that today, like many days I record this, I'm going to try to stick to the timer. God damn it. Uh, because I got a lot of shit to do. So, uh, let's jam this in like so many penises and so many vaginas. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to some things. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Waterbeds. Thank you for that sponsorship. We did it. We did it. The Mrs. and I watched every single Fast and Furious movie from the 1st to the 8th. That's correct. That's correct. That's correct, even. There was 8 of these things. Jesus, that's a lot. Uh, Okay, so uh, why don't I throw our uh, rating for the last one. Uh, I went five. Goddamn loved it. She went three point three seven five. What did she go? Like three and three quarters. Yeah, she went three and three quarters, which is weird. And that just illustrates one of the reasons that I have love for her. Weird. Uh, yeah. Um, predictably, as I sort of knew going along, these movies get crazier and crazier as they go on, and uh, that's what I want of an action movie of this ilk, is just insane. So many things don't make sense in this movie. Repeatedly, you'll just shake your head with ridiculousness. It should be called Fast and Ridiculous, is what it should be called. Uh, But... That's what you're going in for. It's not going to win an Academy Award, I don't think. But, uh, stupid, stupid action. And I like it. Uh, so bad, not guy in this case, but bad girl, played by, oh, what the hell's her name? Uh, you know, the bad person, Charlize Theron, or Charlize, if you prefer. Charlize Theron. Charlize the Ron. (laughs) <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, she was good. Um, she, like, you really hated her in this movie. I, I, I could say that very, very much so. My hatred of her in this movie was very strong. 
if you're unfamiliar with the, the the sort of kind of sort of, I'll give you a little bit. Uh, she is blackmailing Vin Diesel's character to come to the dark side. So it was sort of like the team versus Vin Diesel. Uh, and I like that idea very, very much. Uh, even Jason Statham joined the good guys in this one to stop him. So, uh, cool idea. Uh, lots of cool things happened, uh, action-y, explosion-y wise. And, uh, I would recommend this franchise in general. Sure. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I should say on the note of the franchise in general, the missus and I will be recording, I don't think a full episode, but uh, at the very least we'll do like a, a, a recap of all the movies and we'll talk about them and uh, that'll be a special segment of uh, probably next episode is my plan. Uh, we'll see if that works. Movie the second, Gerald's Game. Uh, I read this book many, many years ago. It's a Stephen King book. And uh, after I read this book, and this is not an exaggeration, I have always kept a bottle of water in my nightstand <laughs> since then. Like, it's probably, like, periodically, I, I guess you should change it out because it probably gets gross after a while. Um, but uh, if you're in a situation that the girl in Gerald's Game gets into, I, I think even a gross bottle of water. Uh, now, I should say for the record, uh, I've never been tied down to a bed. <laughs> it's just the idea of, of being stuck in a bed and not being able to move and that sort of insane thirst. Oh, man. Uh, you, the book, I enjoyed the game. Uh, the missus and I watched it to get together. Uh, I think she gave it like a four, and I'll probably go a four as well. It's very, very good. But the book, man, it, it, it like gets in your head, for real. Uh, the book, I would give five out of five. Uh, definitely read the book if you're going to do one or the other. Uh, while trying to spice up their marriage in the remote lake house, Jessie must fight to survive when her husband dies unexpectedly, unexpectedly, leaving her handcuffed to their bed frame. Yeah, there, there's some fucked up cringy moments in this and uh, definitely will recommend. Moving on to Mountain Men, not the television show, but a movie that came out in 2014 starring Tyler Labine who, um, really, like, any movie he's in, I, I don't think I've seen a movie, uh, it might not be, like, a name you recognize, if, if you, uh, Google him, get a look at him, I'm sure you will, but, uh, any movie he's in, it's always good, so, uh, Tyler Labine in general, uh, just watch his movies, and that's why I decided to watch this. Uh, it's a comedy drama, yeah, I suppose, uh, two estranged brothers, Toph and Cooper, as they journey to a remote family cabin in the mountains to evict a squatter. Yeah, and then there's, you know, things that happen between brothers. You know, life stuff. Uh, uh, Rating-wise for this movie, I'll go with Solid 4. It's a good uh, Sunday movie for sure. Lastly, Batman and Harley Quinn. Uh, of the Batman animated movies, this is not my favorite. I'll go, like, 3 to 5. It was just okay. I like Kevin Conroy, though. So, that's good. No Television talk. Today's Television Talk sponsor is the world's first Star Trek-inspired exotic dancer, Dilithium Crystal. Dilithium Crystal. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, as predicted, I believe in last, or maybe the last couple of uh, uh, episodes of this podcast in which I have spoken of Star Trek Discovery, 
Uh, it'll probably be quite often, uh, as I do with Doctor Who, every time there's a new episode, I will most likely bring it back, because I, these shows excite me so much, and the excitement of things is sort of the reason I do this. Uh, to, uh, who am I going to talk about Star Trek Discovery with? The Misses? Uh, no. <laughs> Any of my friends? Uh, no. No, no. Nobody I know is watching this. No one is nerdy enough to... To, to watch this show that I know personally that I could have a, a conversation of this with. So I pour it out onto this podcast so it doesn't sit up in my brain and slowly drive me insane. <laughs> uh, what else I've realized is uh, uh, listening to the podcast... Uh, Star Trek The Next Conversation with Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda, which I highly recommend and have spoken of on this podcast very highly several times. Uh, they use Memory Alpha. Uh, they'll sort of have the page open. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, Memory Alpha is a s Wikipedia specifically for Star Trek uh, stuff. Uh, so it's very, very specific to it. So it's very, very in-depth towards stuff. So you could pull up, for example, the episode uh, in question here, The Butcher's Knife Cares Not for the Lamb's Cry. It sounds like a biblical, uh, a biblical saying. Um, and, and learn things like this is, oh, where did I read it? I don't know if I'll be able to find it. Da, 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 da. This is, uh, or maybe it was the last one. No, I think it was this one. This is like one of the longest, oh yeah, it's the second <laughs> second longest. It's like being the second man on the moon. Who knows? Uh, this episode's title was revealed, blah, blah, blah. The title is the second longest of all Star Trek's more than 700 episodes, slightly shorter than the original series episode title, For the World is Hollow and I Have Touched the Sky. That sounds like it's from a psychedelic song, that one. Uh, so you'll, you'll learn little tidbits like that. Uh, and, and then it'll have, uh, you know, uh, who, uh, who's in it, uh, when it was released, all, all sorts of cool little details. So uh, it helps to have that open when you're talking about it. So uh, in this episode, what happens? Uh, we get much more in-depth as far as having uh, Michael... Uh, uh, as a member of the crew, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of. Uh, I say it that way because she is not welcome, per se, by a lot of the people on the crew for her uh, alleged traitorous... Well, I guess she kind of is a traitor. Man, that's, that's the thing that I'm, I'm really digging of Star Trek Discovery. Is she a traitor? Her, her traitorishness-osity uh, came in the form of trying to stop a war... So, you know, I, I just realized that uh, traitor-ish-osity will have to find its way into the uh, uh, title of this particular episode, of this particular podcast. Uh, so, so people kind of are, at the very least, uh, wary of her, with the exception of her roommate, which is something I don't think Star Trek has ever really explored. Uh, I mean, in Deep Space Nine, you have some people living together, like uh, uh, Miles O'Brien and his wife and daughter and such, but never really roommates. And you do see, I seem to recall in Star Trek 
uh, the next generation. Sometimes people living uh, so, sort of together in terms of uh, like barracks, not not barracks, but just like if you're a, a lowly crew member, uh, you you might not get your own personal space. You might have to share it with others. So uh, we sort of see that, which we don't often see. Uh, uh, and the story in general, I, I don't have time to talk about, but fucking awesome. Damn timer. But I promise this time, timer. Book banter. Today's book banter sponsor is Worldwide Web Slingers. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, been a little while since we've done this, so uh, that's always exciting. Uh, oh shit, yeah, I, I, I should say. Uh, before we hop in, uh, I'm not going to talk about books. I'm talking about uh, video games. Yeah, I hadn't finished my book. Uh, it's taken a little while. I don't even know if the next episode I will be done. It. Uh, we're working through that Harry Harry Turtle Dove uh, World War series. So uh, I'm on book three. I'm digging it, but I'm just not done it. Uh, okay, so uh, we're gonna have two game Gabin segments. The first being uh, what we haven't done in a while, which is some VR game cleanup. Yeah, games, uh, I tend to put in quotes uh, for the reason that a lot of these VR things are more in the way of experiences, which uh, I don't mind by any means, um, as long as they're fun and interesting and you sort of come out of it thinking, man, that, that was pretty fucking cool, uh, I don't mind. Uh, the first of which is one called Colossus, C-O-L-O-S-S-E. Uh, it, it's sort of a short little story. It almost had the feel of, like, maybe it's like an Eskimo somehow based on Inuit, uh, like an Inuit legend or something like that. Uh, I'm, I'm not basing that on any fact at all. It was just sort of a feeling I had. Uh, so you're, like, a, a watching a guy. Uh, this is all, like, animated in sort of a cool way. Uh, he's running around in the Arctic and then sort of out of nowhere. And it, it did surprise me a little bit. As things can do in VR, this fucking giant giant it, like it, it felt like uh, shadow of a colossus which the name huh? a little similarity there uh sort of comes out of nowhere and starts uh searching for you and, and it was pretty creepy and cool and uh, i did enjoy it It'd probably five minutes if that this experience but uh, uh i think everything we got here with the exception of one was free uh funnily enough the one i did pay for let's move on to that next was called Rich Life Simulator. It cost me, I think, 80 cents. I think it was on sale for 80 cents, and I should probably have asked for my money back. Uh, basically, the idea was, and I thought it was just like a stupid little thing, but sometimes those are fun. Uh, you find yourself uh, poolside. Uh, there's there's maybe some uh, hot girls dancing and lounging by the pool. You can look at your house, and there's like a helicopter up top, presumably yours. Uh, when I tried it, it was one of the most, in fact, the most broken experiences I've ever had. Uh, <laughs> somehow, someway, I think I was supposed to be in the body of a dude lying on a chair. Uh, however, I could see him and his head was like non-existence because it had melded with the chair somehow. So I could look down to my right to that. Uh, and, and then to my left was this girl, quote unquote, dancing, some sort of twitch thing. Uh, occasionally her foot would sort of just fling off into the distance. 
uh, and her hands would like meld into her body where they would disappear. It was pretty frightening and horrific. And if that's what they were going for, you know, good job. But it wasn't. So rich life simulator. Uh, oh, by the way, you can see me play all of these I've mentioned so far. In fact, I think all of them on uh, Twitch on my Twitch channel, uh, Libro Cube. Hey, how about that? That's the name of the podcast. Uh, next is Spider Man Homecoming. Uh, that one was definitely the best, the most flushed-out, game-like feel to it. Uh, it was sort of... had a little bit of a feel. It was like an ad for the movie Spider-Man Homecoming, which uh, I don't mind. If you're going to give me a free experience like that have it, and have it be an ad for that I'll, for a movie that I'll see anyways, you know, it's all cool stuff. It's supposed to be very good, that movie, actually. I've heard good things. Uh, anyway, so uh, you're Spider-Man, you're shooting webs, uh, you're not so much swinging around, which probably could have been uh, problematic in terms of motion sickness anyway, so I, I didn't mind that they didn't have that. You're kind of like shooting webs at bottles and balloons and... Uh, taking out bad guys, there's a little bit of that. Uh, it was very, very cool. You do, it wasn't as good as uh, Batman Arkham VR, uh, but that cost money. This did not, and it, it was comparable in terms of some things, maybe not length or depth of gameplay, but still very, very fun. Uh, last is Oblivion Tesseract. Weird name, weird game. Uh, that one was. Uh, uh, go watch me play it. Hey, there's a tease. Yeah, good. Game Gavin. Today's game Gavin sponsor is Groffle Steaks. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, we are talking yonder colon. The Cloud Catcher Chronicles. That is a terrific name for a video game. Oh my god. Uh, okay, so like with those aforementioned VR games, you can watch me play this entire game from start to finish. Fission? Hmm? Start to finish, even. Uh, in th I do believe I did it in three sittings. So uh, if you go to Libero Cube and look for the Yonder games, uh, you, you, uh, it's kind of good on Twitch. You can put things into different playlists. So uh, it's basically me playing this game while watching. Uh, I think I watch a movie, watch some YouTube. Maybe there's some music in there. Uh, yeah, th that's what you do on Twitch, or what I do anyways. Also, I should mention on Twitch, I am a anthropomorphic. Polar Bear named Pickles McGee, a.k.a. Winnie the Shits, a.k.a. the Bipolar Bear, a.k.a. the Hawaiian Punch. I should mention. Yeah, so I did. Okay, back to Yonder, the Cloud Catcher Chronicles. I uh, had been playing a lot of PUBG, as you are aware, if you're listening to this and have listened to other episodes. So uh, I kind of wanted something a little calming, a little just sit back and not really have to pay attention to it. Uh, and look at pretty things. Like also has this. Uh, so for those reasons, for this game, it was very, very good. Uh, if you want sort of a depth of gameplay, you're not really going to find it here per se. Uh, that being said, why don't I go ahead and throw up my rating of... Uh, I go like a solid four for what it is. Like I was in the mood for a game like this, so that may inflate my rating slightly. 
Uh, it probably does, I'm just realizing, because threes I use for enjoyed while watching, playing, whatever, but wouldn't play again. And I think the odds of me hopping back into Yonder are probably slim. But at the time, uh, it was just sort of exactly what the doctor ordered. Uh, you can't, for example, uh, I don't think you can die in this game. Um, what you're doing, it's it's like a Zelda game minus the fighting. <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of fetching things. Uh, they do have lots of mechanics in terms of uh, building stuff. Uh, so you'll build maybe a bridge. In fact, you'll build lots of bridges. Uh, you'll 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 build a farm, and then on that farm, uh, you can build different buildings and. Uh, then you can go out into the wild and perhaps get a groffle, which is like a cow sort of creature to come live on your farm. So there's some some, some light, not very uh, deep uh, farming mechanics. A uh, lot of gathering things. Uh, people saying, oh, I, I need this in order to fix this. Can you go get me ten sticks? That, that sort of thing. Just sort of mindless, boring uh, not really have to think about it, which, when you're, say, doing it while watching a video game, is, is perfect. It's exactly what you're looking for. So uh, I would, in terms of many regards, recommend Yonder, colon, The Cloud Catcher Chronicles, believe it or not. Also, uh, it, it looks probably not as pretty, although sometimes the lighting it got very pretty. Uh, the visuals of a sort of... Uh, uh, Wind Waker, Zelda Wind Waker. Uh, you, you'll probably get lots of uh, Zelda comparisons, uh, minus the sword, <laughs> uh, but but very Wind Wakery feel. It, a lot of the characters that you're interacting with, they kind of look like Wind Waker characters. Sort of sort of weird, uh, cell shady. Uh, not really human looking in a lot of regards, but uh, fun. Uh, some of the dialogue uh, had me laughing even at, at some points, just that it was, it was pretty dumb. Uh, this is a game you could easily play with a uh, kid. Uh, very, very, very much they would uh, appreciate uh, some of the, the visuals and uh, a lot of animals running around, sort of Pokemon-esque. You can capture them, not in terms of putting them in a Pokeball, but uh, you sort of uh, go up to an animal, you give it stuff, and then it'll follow you, and then you can get it to come back to your farm, and then it'll live at your farm, and blah, 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 blah. Uh, you can go fishing. Yeah, it's got fishing. Uh, it's just a good, simple game. Good stuff. Thank you. Today's internet intercourse sponsor is the Corner Gas Station. Thank you for that sponsorship. Uh, item the first is Sark on Funhouse. What? Yes, Sark. You may know, well, for many things, it's possible. Uh, where I knew him from was from a little podcast by the name of Nerd Poker, where he would DM, a.k.a. Dungeon Master... Uh, he was, I do believe, the first, uh, maybe the second, now that I think about it, because I used to watch, I hit it with my axe, um, the first sort of dungeon master that I listened 
uh, to on a podcast. Yeah, if we consider I hit it with my axe a podcast, it's kind of more of a web series, maybe. I don't know. It's just names. So uh, that's where I knew him from, and uh, I always enjoyed him. He was a funny, smart dude. The possibility of him from Nerd Poker. Uh, seemingly, uh, at least somewhat recently and periodically joining the ranks of the guys in Elise over at Funhouse was unthinkable. But, seemingly, it has happened and I am goddamn delighted. It's like when two of your loves really collide together, so... God damn, it's good. It's, good. it's a good day to be alive with Sark on Funhouse. I don't know exactly what the relationship is in terms of, is he an official member of the team now? Does he just come by from time to time? Uh, is he getting paid, I hope? <laughs> can can he do this full-time and be a full-time member of the team? I, I don't think it's quite there yet. Will it be? I don't know. But regardless, we're getting some uh, of the old tent, the old content with uh, Sark on Funhouse, so... Uh, yay that. And I wanted you to know about it. Uh, next is something from Funny or Die. Uh, a bunch of these have been coming out lately. Zach Morris is trash. <laughs> uh, yeah, these are good. Uh, so, Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell. A show that I'm sort of the perfect age for in that when I came home from school days... Uh, I could watch Saved by the Bell, so, and quite often did. Uh, and now looking back at it, especially through the lens of uh, this guy explaining all the horrible things Zach Morris does, uh, is pretty goddamn hilarious. Uh, highly recommend those. Funny or die, Zach Morris is trash. Thank you. Um, okay, so this is a little behind the scenes, which um, I think professional podcasts quite often will not throw out. Uh, I will because I am not. And that is, uh, from your perspective, I don't know when this is coming out, but it will be quite a while for mine, as it is October 20th. Um, so I've been seeing a lot, a lot. Oh, you know why? Because it was Friday the 13th last week. Uh, we'll probably see more uh, towards the end of October as well. A lot of people on Twitch uh, streaming The Evil Within 2. Uh, and it raised the question for me, should I be playing scary games on Twitch? Uh, I don't like playing scary games. They are scary. Uh, and it uh, makes me sweat a lot, so uh, I usually avoid them. Uh, I just don't like it, but there is the potential for comedy to see someone sweat and get a fucking pulse rate and uh, scream and such. I don't know if I would scream. Maybe I would a little bit. Uh, so, I'm throwing that out there. Uh, next is the Butt Pod with Brent Butt. Yes! From Corner Gas, Brent Butt. He is joining the podcast game. Uh, I've only listened to a few episodes so far, but uh, my love of Brent Butt is such that he can do no wrong. So uh, he's not only doing that, a podcast, but is also um, putting sort of clips and bits and behind the scenes and other thingamabobs on his YouTube channel, uh, The Butt Pod on YouTube. You can search that out. I recommend you do. I think I watched everything he'd posted so far. Just a funny dude. Uh... Which, you know, lots of funny dudes out there, but combines the funny dudeness with uh, being a super, super nice guy and Canadian, which I guess those maybe go hand in hand. Uh, I've had interactions with him on Twitter before, and uh, both funny, nice, and Canadian, those interactions, so uh, I guess it should come as no surprise. 
Uh, last but not least is the Joe Rogan experience with guest Bert Kreischer. Uh, yeah, it was an interesting uh, th three hours long, I think it was. Uh, man, these dudes can talk. Uh, they get into a shit ton of different issues. Uh, I will say of Joe Rogan and probably Adam Kroll and fucking anyone, really. They'll say things that maybe I don't agree with uh, 100% of the time, but who do you agree with about 100% of the things 100% of the time? Right? Right. It's nice to be nice to the nice. Done and done. And I mean done. Done and done. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. Buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email. Jordan.Maywood at gmail.com I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper